Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me as always is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. Wow! That was a fast week. How you feeling? Um, pretty good. No sore throat? No, no sore throat. No, uh, fever? Nope. There's a new variant out there. Um, I go to the gym. See? My body's impenetrable. I have a good diet. No, you don't. Keeps me healthy. What if that's the secret all along? <laughs> a Big Mac a day. McDonald's <laughs> fixes the doctor away. I mean, I doubt it, but I don't think there's been a study. So, unless there's been a study, you can't say anything definitively about science. Um, I have big news. I like that. I was keeping it from you. I like it. I did something today. Nice. I unsubscribed from Donald Trump text messages. I don't blame you. They come a lot. It's so many. And I don't know, even when he was like the president, I didn't read them. Like, I would just swipe them away. But I liked having it. Like, oh. Like, it's, it's time. Like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you trying to raise money? Are you just stealing people's money? I don't think... Well, What's he's definitely for? He's definitely running again. But I don't think he's running that as much Where's as... Where's that money going? There's just a political pack that has your information that's and sending you text And they just want that money. Yeah. Also, I'm never giving you money. Who are the people who donate to political campaigns? I've donated. So did I. And then I'll never do it again. <laughs> Because it was a f- joke. Not a lot. I've probably donated in total, total, it's probably under $1,000 in my life. I would hope so. I would hope it's under 1000 I mean, I've got a lot of elections, people I support, just kick them a few bucks here and there. The okay. biggest I ever gave was, I think, like 300 bucks. To who? Bernie, baby. Fraud. Not you. Not the, the original Bernie run was authentic. You can't convince me otherwise. Until they made him stand behind Hillary with the black guy at the convention and played the sound cannons to muff out the actual Bernie supporters that were there, and he was crying. Like, and then they gave him a lake house. Like, you can't convince me that wasn't authentic. Would you sell your soul like Bernie did? I don't think you have a choice when you get there. Like, they're like we're just gonna fucking kill you at this point. You're old. You might as well just join. He could have just went and been like a troll. Can't. Like, he could have just went... Do you see the life that Ron Paul lives? Yeah, they don't like him. They punch Rand Paul every chance they get, and they always get away with it. Rand Paul, to his credit, doesn't doesn't stop. (laughs) He's a little crazy, that guy. But then so is Ron Paul. Bernie doesn't have that in him. Bernie's crazy in the communist leftist sort of way, which isn't a good crazy. Like, go live in a cabin and just, like... Tweet at them nonstop. <laughs> That's what Tulsi chose to do. She's like, she's fucking off. She's playing ukulele, surfing, she's making on videos, some beach, like, and just like, do you these believe these are fucking fucks? dumb? It's like, yeah, Tulsi, go get them. <laughs> yeah, Bernie can't do that though, which is a shame. I mean, I wish he could. He was in too deep. Like when you decide you're running for president, Tulsi ran for president. Never not got like Bernie. As, yeah, Bernie. Like, do you think? I don't know if we've ever, like, really talked about it. Like, do you think they were, like, how surprised they were when they are like, this fucking guy's getting support? They like this guy? 
Do you think it surprised them? Yes. Had to, right? Well, he announced his campaign on a lunch break on the park. hill. And... <laughs> There's like six people. The authenticity of his movement from that is something that the swamp, as it becomes, as it had become called eventually, they don't understand or perceive that. Everything that they do is driven by Google AI algorithms and political things. They don't even tanks. understand authenticity. They can't, they can't predict or stop authentic movies, which is all of Trump's move. Which is why the le- it really saddens me when the, the leftist activist hates the Trump supporter because all the Trump supporter is is a grassroots right-wing movement. Like They just hate grassroots on the other side. That's a shame. Because that movement is as authentic as Bernie's was. Correct. The GOP isn't structured in a way that could stop it the way the... The Democratic primaries are arranged specifically so the DNC cannot stop you from doing what Donald yeah, Trump were, did in the Republican was not allowed. If the, G- if the Democrat Party had a different primary system, Donald Trump may well remain a Democrat and run as a Democrat. But because... And it's eventually what gets him screwed in the general election in 2020. It's just the way our political leaders control certain districts and areas of the country. The GOP is strong in Florida, but it's a very different GOP from the GOP that dominates most of the rural west of this country. Central and west of this country, where it's big open spaces. So, like... The reason why Dick Cheney comes out of Wyoming and becomes a political powerhouse or someone like uh, someone like Mitch McConnell is a very different reason than someone like Nancy Pelosi or someone like AOC. Like they require different control mechanisms to maintain their power. Just because of the demographics and the their urban versus rural, the people you serve so, the GOP is a very loose-knit organization in comparison to the Democratic Party, which is controlled in very central, very well-populated areas of the country. So, like, I don't know. I've gone on a tyrant there. Yeah, I kind of checked out, to be honest. But... It <laughs> <laughs> All good. It makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I'm subscribe from Donald Trump, because... I... Really hope to God he doesn't run. I think he's gonna though. Like he, like I won't vote for him. It's gonna be hard to. Like, well, I, it won't be hard to depending on what the situation. It might be is. really easy to. Like, it might be forced. <laughs> like, all right, I guess I'm voting for Donald Trump, Trump again. again. Like, I don't want to. I know, really. Ideally, I wouldn't be. Ideally, we'd never vote again because elections we would just all recognize are foolish and we should do something else. Literally anything else. I'll tell you what, the Democratic Party is getting very good at stealing elections because they're making it almost look like they're not going to steal it and they're getting me to keep voting. Good for them. <laughs> good for them for them. Like, I've not completely given up. After the New, the New Jersey governor race, they did it's steal. Like, it's like, oh, look at this. Jack might win. Oh, nope, 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 nope. It's amazing how it was the exact same as the general election. Crazy. 
Oh, we can't count votes for six or more hours. <clears throat> There's a lot of mail-ins in a somewhere. <laughs> Just in this really liberal county. There's thousands of ballots. We can't count until tomorrow afternoon at some point. Tim Pool was on Rogan. He was talking about why Democrats actually do have more ma- mail-ins. I was like, shut the fuck up, Tim Pool. Like, don't try to justify it. It makes no sense. Even if you want to say that Democrats are more likely to vote for any number of reasons, the percentage should never be in the order of magnitudes bigger than it is than the opposing side. Yeah, it's crazy. The population that should be mailing in the votes should be relatively reflective of most of the rest of the country. It shouldn't be enough to swing entire general elections nationwide. Like, all right, the mail-ins are here. State and nationwide. New president. Yeah. So, especially when you look at, like, down-ticket elections when Republicans or a win and then top the tickets where the mail-in votes go all one way. Because it shows that the local voter is different than whoever's sending these ballots. Especially when, like, mail-in, like, is widely known as... If you're going to to fraudulent, fraudul- ugh, fraudulently change an election... That's not, how you do that's it. That's how you do it, is through mail-ins. Yeah. Like, they're the most unsecure type of vote. We know this. We've had experts talk about it. Whatever. It's a huge gaslighting campaign. Who gives a fuck? To tell you that it's not rigged. (laughs) Which is what I'm saying. Hopefully one day we just all look at each other and say, you know, we could go vote on the, you know, first Tuesday of November. Or maybe the strongest guy who survives a melee of like 30 people to the death can be a warlord for a decade. And we'll see how that goes. It needs to just be an app. Just an app. Vote on an app. Yeah. I don't want anyone voting. Voting is dumb. Well. We've argued this on this podcast. Democracy is not a great idea. Well, it's not even that. It's just that, like, <laughs> it doesn't really exist. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You're really going to trust an app. What app would you trust to vote on? How would you trust No, it? no. That's why I think it should be an app, though. Even if you. Because at least with, with an app, it's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> we're, just, we're just making it up anyway. Why do I have to go in my car to a place to vote for something that doesn't matter because you're just going to pick who wins anyway? That's what they're going to tell just you. Just give me an app. That's why they say just fill out the mail-in ballot. Send it in through the mail. That's too much work. <laughs> you want me to put something in the mail? You're out of your mind. I'm not putting anything in the mail. You send it to my my phone. I hit a button. And if I vote for the wrong person, it doesn't count. Perfect. No. We need like a sorting hat. Dude, that'd be cool. For president. Like, you just, like, everyone goes up. Like, everyone. Everyone. Y'all can take a shot. And then the sorting hat be like, this guy'd be good! Mm. <laughs> mm. I sense some darkness in you. But he will be a good president! Yeah! Put that guy up. You get six years from when the sorting hat tells you you're good. Or until it says that know, there's someone who will be better. I can't... Out of all the ideas you've thrown out, 
I love the jury duty kind of idea where it's just like <laughs> you have a giant dorm room in DC where it's just like you get selected and you have to go. It's like sorry, I gotta go do my duty. Sorry, you're two just years. a congressman for two years. Yeah, I like that. One. Like no matter what, because why are all our politicians lawyers? Why don't we have any plumbers or pest control people or electricians or physicians or, or sailors? Like, yeah, we need all different types of people. Pilots. Get these people in there. Yeah, like you just get a letter sent to your door. It's like you're you're a senator, you're Sorry. a congressman, you're the president. It's like oh fuck yeah, I'm the president. <laughs> we need a, it's just a lottery system. It's run by some like just random, some old lady, random generator. There's just some old lady who like every person in the country has their name on like a little ping pong ball, and they just she just turns this giant <laughs> <laughs> and it just spits out a ball, and she just picks like, it up. Steve Donahue. <laughs> All right, Steve, go up, up there. there. You're no longer the medical trainer for the Yankees. You are, you are now the congressman representing Alabama. It's not even from from where you're from. It's no, just, it's just like a, it's you just get like a nor- random just assignment. You move to that hey, place. To be fair, that's even better. <laughs> like it's a random assignment: senator, congressman, house, whatever it is. And then they tell you like what district or state you're representing. It's like. Bring new ideas to this state, and that state tells you, like, you suck at this. Like, we're, this actually like, this is what we get, need. Here's what you, we need. They yeah. like they they send you into the state. You have to go talk to people. Like, oh, this is why you live here. Okay, all right. I think we'd all be better for it. What happens if they don't do their job? Kill them. That's the answer for all politicians. Who don't no, do I mean you can be done just like jury duty. Like you do, give them like a little interview, and you're like, you're not. I was thinking about just it. get out of here. You can't. Do I want to. I hate getting banned on Twitter for saying reasonable things. That they deem to be violent hate speech. Like, I said, death to tyrants. I didn't even call anyone a tyrant. Now I replied to someone you're with just, that phrase. You're just saying, if you're a tyrant. I'm saying, oh, well, death to tyrants. I feel like we should all be able to agree with that. I don't understand why the disagreement was between me and, tw- me and Twitter have a disagreement. I think death to tyrants is something reasonable that people and citizens should be able to say. Wow, Quinn is trying to get in here. Twitter does not think so. So, uh, I'm trying to think of ways to like punish politicians that don't sound like extremist threats. So I was thinking, like, what if we just put them in bathtubs and floated them off in the ocean? You give them even like some supplies, and maybe even put a camera in there so you could like, watch. You can be like, uh, you could do political survivor. Yeah, like put them on an island. However, and they could document it or they could throw the camera over, but whatever. But like, this is your life now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. There's like a live stream. You can like click on all the guys you want. Oh, crap. There's Chuck Schumer. He's on an island. He's so. trying to make he's a fire with it's like 48 days. Well, he's got a dunce cap and he's trying to make a fire with it. <laughs> so, like, is that a threat? Like, is that bad that I think that that would be enjoyable and not. And is yeah, I bet most people. You're telling me all the liberals <laughs> out there wouldn't love to see Trump just like in a bathtub, just floating <laughs> in the ocean. Just oh like, no! <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh man! But I'm glad you like that idea because I I like, I like that one too. I like that. Do bathtubs float? Do they have enough buoyancy? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't even know why a bathtub. Um, is there anything specific? You wanted to talk about before I go into a movie review? No, what movie? 
Repli- I, was, I was thinking about maybe bringing up my Pokemon teams, but... Uh, I mean, you can do that. Dude. I never thought I'd be a ground-type Pokemon master, but... I'm pretty sure... I don't know if I could beat anyone with my ground-type combination I have right now of equal level, of course. But... I'm pretty sure I'd hold my own pretty well. I got a, they got a decent stack of characters there. I just think ground is just so overpowered. Overpowered? I well, think like we're I guess it's underpowered. I meant overpowered in the sense of like every other type can just kind of destroy it. Not destroy it, and especially because like I have such good like type fire it. destroys you. <sighs> Water hurts. Water destroys. And there's a lot of Pokemon. Electric hurts you. Like I can't hit. Like, I can't hit a lot of Pokemon. Like I can't hit a lot of like things that fly or. Ele- the ground's certain, pretty weak. Certain electric Pokemon. You're strong and you got a good defense. But I like that. Like I'm just gonna send Charizard at you. But if I mix, done. if I mix my types, which I do, I have some really good combos that give me a lot of resistances, and then my healing move sets are pretty awesome i give myself a lot of i do like though that um having like sandstorms like that's cool i always have i'm playing big i'm playing in the sand i'm always getting passive damage you don't really get that from the other types yeah so that's all i have to say about pokemon all right so i watched a movie over the weekend i was in florida for thanksgiving movie's called replicas Came out in 2019, 2018. It's Keanu Reeves. I'm going to give you the plot. He's a scientist, very smart scientist, who's working on getting human consciousness put into AI and cloning. Okay. He gets into a car accident with his wife and three children. Everybody dies except for him. And then he brings them all back to life by cloning them. The clones are soulless. No. Because that was the, the whole thing is like, he's like, I've been working on this project and we can't figure out how to get the human consciousness into the AI, but like, I have to try now. So he's got to get human, like, he's got to get the actual consciousness of his wife put into his wife so that the clone is his wife, you know? Movies. So bad. <laughs> I can't believe this movie got made. None of the acting makes any sense. Keanu Reeves is treating it like a very serious movie. Because it feels that way. Thomas Middleditch is in it. Do you know who Thomas Middleditch is? From Silicon Valley and stuff? No, that's not Thomas Middleditch. That's Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Thomas Middleditch is from uh, Silicon Valley. He's playing a comedic role. So, like, he's making jokes. While this guy's wife is dead, and they're trying to bring him back to life. What about so the that's kids? Weird. Huh? What about the kids? Well, they're dead. Are they trying to get their consciousness? Yeah, but oh, he only has like he only has four pods. No, he only has three pods. So he just throws the kids. First of all, just saves his wife right off the bat. He's like, well, the wife obviously gets a pod. Now he's got two pods for three children. Ooh. And he just puts the names in the hat. And the wife, like, by the way, the wife would probably disagree with that choice. Yeah, the wife probably doesn't want you to bring her, like bring all three children back, and you just live your life without what your wife. People do that all the time. But he's like, "God, I have my wife." Boom, selfish. Then he's got 
he just puts the children's name in the, in a hat and he just picks one out. He's like, all right, no Sarah anymore. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling it's a wild movie. And then the wife comes back to life. And I don't know who the director of this movie is. <laughs> okay. But like she's he's directing this movie with like this story in mind. And like I think what he's going for is like when these clones come back to life, I want them to be perfectly normal. They're supposed to just be who they are. The actress who plays the wife seems like she's not getting that. She thinks I'm now back as a clone. I'm supposed to be like a robot. And it's like, no, it's not what we're going for. But she doesn't get that. So she's just being a robot the whole time. And it just doesn't work. Because like, the movie's not designed for you to be a robot. The movie's designed for you to like just be yourself. Because that's you're yourself. Like That was the, the whole... Then there's like the boss of this agency. He's like... I don't even know how to describe it other than... If you let a five-year-old write a movie and they're like, what do you think the bad guy would be like? And he would say, like, evil things like, I'm actually evil. And so he, there's, like, a scene where he's like, you think I'm not evil? And it's like, oh! Look at it. It's, dude, you gotta watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. It's, it's up there. as like, one of the worst movies I've ever watched. I don't... I and do. if you've watched this movie, tell me I'm wrong. It sounds like a winner. It's entertaining. Like, it's a... Like, it's, but not in a good way. <laughs> uh, have you watched Die Hard yet this Christmas? No. Wait, hold on. Do you want to guess what this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Now, this isn't like... This is a real movie with a real budget. Forty-eight? No, you're not even close. Fifty? No, you're on the we're on the wrong way. <laughs> Twenty-five. Ten. Eleven percent. That's not good. It's a real movie. Can't like, be that it wasn't, real. It wasn't made like Is it pre-COVID. I think so. It actually it would kind of make sense if it was like during COVID, but no, it came out in 2018, so definitely pre-COVID. You should probably tell people it's a COVID movie. That totally came out. We were filming it right there in COVID. It ruined everything. You know how much it made in the in, bo- in the box office? Uh, $20 million? $9 million. <laughs> Dear <laughs> Lord, how, was the, how much did it cost to make that movie? It probably, Keanu Reeves made $30 million in salary. I don't know. How much? Oh, my God. The budget was $30 million. Oh, my God. Is this the worst flop in the history of like you haven't you probably haven't even heard of this movie? Because I was watching it and I was like, "What is this movie?" Like, I never heard of it. I've never, but it's bad. It sounds awful. Yeah, I'm not into consciousness being uploaded into anything. I think consciousness is sacred. Mark Zuckerberg would disagree with you. I'm not surprised. That's what I was saying to you when last that, week. No, just before on the thing that we didn't talk to, that we're not airing. Why would we let people who think the world is like overpopulated, like a playpen, and, <laughs> and awful, 
who think consciousness is something that we should just be VR uploading into shit. Why would we want them making decisions for us? Well, we don't. I don't think we do. Anyway, you got anything else? Nope. We got Christmas trees. We did get Christmas Christmas trees. Oh, I was going to say, did you watch Die Hard yet? No. The best Christmas movie. Because it's not a Christmas movie. I don't even understand how you can make it. Like, I don't even get the argument. Like, I don't get the argument. How is it not a Christmas movie? My argument isn't that it's not a Christmas movie. My argument is like... You can have it as a Christmas movie. It is. That's what you want. It's a Christmas movie. But, like, when I watch, like, tonight, like, a man is going to get home. I think you should add Die Hard to your Christmas movie. We're going to decorate the tree. Put put Die Hard. We're going to make, I'm going to make Wassail. I'm very excited. Do you know what Wassail is? I don't care. What is it? It's good. I don't know. You just, it's like (laughs) this mixture of spices that you put into apple cider. It makes it taste really good and you make it hot. It's good. Uh,. But, like, when I have that going, you know what I want on TV, Sal? The Polar Express. Ugh, that movie's awful. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Creepy. Why do you like these creepy movies? Elf. Elf's fine. That's what I want. Yeah, I think... I don't want John McClane blowing up buildings and shit. That's Christmas. That's not Christmas. He's got a Santa hat on. He doesn't. That's a meme that you think he does. He doesn't. He He has. He has Santa hats. Listen... Ho, ho, ho. That's fine. You became a motherfucker. It's become such a weird thing where people are like, Dodge a Christmas movie. Fine. <laughs> it could be a Christmas movie. But like, don't look at me like I'm weird for not wanting to watch Die Hard at Christmas time. I think it, I think, here's why I think you're crazy. And I don't even understand this argument because it, it like almost hurts. Like you're, you cried watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I want to hear it. There are so many different Christmas movies that are so shitty and have almost nothing to do with Christmas. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is so boring and not about Christmas at all. Did I name that movie? And fucking Home Alone. We all love the Home Alone 1 and 2. Like, that's really... They're not Christmas movies. They are, obviously. But they fit in. Die Hard fits in. If you're watching a good Christmas rotation, you have, you're watching Elf, and you're watching Home Alone... Die Hard squeezes right in there. It's a change of pace. It's Christmas. Home Alone. You're right. Like, Home Alone really isn't that much of a Christmas movie. The second one is more of a Christmas movie than the first one. Yes. Um, but even that one's not really, like, all that Christmassy. Uh, but they're, they've become, that's become, like, a holiday classic. It just is. So is A Wonderful Life. I don't like that movie because it has but nothing to do with Christmas. She'll shoot your eye out, kid. A Christmas story? Yeah. I think that's pretty Christmas. I think that's pretty Christmas. <laughs> but like Die Hard. But like, I don't know. I just don't want to watch violence at Christmas time. I I've listen. What about like, I had a bad 40- Santa? No, I don't like it. It's not. It's not. That's not the holiday spirit I want. I don't want to be cynical <laughs> and depressed, you know? I want to be joyful and happy and excited for Christmas and Santa. And that's why I think Die Hard... I think Die Hard, if that doesn't fill you like, with that... Polar Express is fucking awesome. Polar Express is basically Everyone Die Hard. Everyone hates that movie. How? In terms of being Christmas movies. Polar Express is about... Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> yeah, kid gets on a train, a magical train. To John the, McClane gets on a plane. To, to the North Pole. To Los Angeles. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. It's <laughs> a pretty good song. <laughs> and he meets Santa. Does John McClane meet Santa? He meets Ukrainian terrorists. And has to save the day. Just like in Polar Express. No, he doesn't save the day. He <laughs> learns how to believe. He becomes a believer, so. Listen! All I'm saying is add it to your rotation. You won't regret it. It's the best Christmas movie. No, I will regret it. Because like I said, it's not what I want. You'll feel good at the end. There's wholesome relationships and Christmas miracles. And in the end, everyone goes home happy. Why do you... Except why for... Must- why must you ruin everything? Except for Hans Gruber, who goes home in pieces because he fell off. Why do you like to ruin things? I, I don't understand. It's because you like... See, we, we called you this yesterday. I'm going to call you it now. You like to be a contrarian. It's not being a contrarian. It's being a contrarian. It's like, oh, everyone loves how happy it, everyone is around Christmas time. Well, you know what I like? Misery and death around Christmas. But how is Die Hard to you about misery and death? I'm not saying specifically it's misery and death, but like it's not it's not joyful. I think it's very joyful. It's awesome. It's a, it's Americana. It's an it's an American film masterpiece. It, like it's an amazing movie. It's a great movie. Just like Home Alone. The reason why people watch Home Alone every year because it's an amazing masterpiece. You watch it because it makes you feel like Christmas. It's exciting and fun and it's a good movie. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, wow, I'm glad I watched Die Hard. It was fucking awesome. And it's Christmas time and now I'm going to have hot chocolate. Just like I would do with Elf and Home Alone and every, all the other Christmas movies. I don't understand the argument from people who are like, it's not a Christmas movie. That's contrarianism. That's like, why is my Christmas movie not a Christmas movie? Oh, because it's an action movie. Yeah, it's not a pansy-ass gay Christmas movie. What? You're trans, dude. (laughs) Being a diehard is a Christmas movie fan is the trans community. (laughs) Why is it it all movie Christmas? Because it's fucking not. (laughs) Because it's goddamn science, bitch. It's not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. No. By all the standards, it's Christmas. It's not. It is. It's every bit of Christmas movie. You are trying... You were trying to make me call you by your pronouns, and I won't do it. I won't do it. Just f- to make you happy. You can watch Die Hard. I'm not saying you can't watch Die Hard. But don't tell me I have to watch Die Hard in order for me to celebrate Christmas time. Oh, well, I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying you should. It's good. It's fun. Well, that's what the trans say. Well, no. Listen, you can't tell me it's not because it's to- it, it is, it's more Christmassy than, than many Christmas movies. And it's... It's an annual tradition name for five, many people. Name five Christmas movies that are that it's more Christmassy than. I think it's more Christmassy than at least It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of the holiday classics. I'll, I'll give you that one, even it's, though I wouldn't even call that a Christmas movie. It's right? more Christmassy than, let's say, at least one of the two Home Alone movies, which are okay. pretty much just there's two. slapstick humor antics-y movies. Uh, and then, you know, there's like, but what... The Leprechaun Christmas movies and the Chucky Christmas movie, like Christmas horror movies. There's a million things that people like that are horror, that are Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. Those aren't Christmas. Of course movies. they are. No, they aren't. The Christmas movies are the classics. Santa Claus, Santa Claus Two. No, but see, Tim Allen wears a fat suit and Santa falls off a roof. That's a Santa movie. Claus. That's a Christmas movie. He's literally Santa. It's fucking retarded. It's a great movie. Cool. 
I'm not saying it's not a Christmas movie, but you can't tell me Die Hard it's not. It's all based around Christmas. It's a Christmas party. Christmas with the cranks. Because Santa doesn't Another actually show up in it. Hold on, look at that. All right, hold on. Christmas with the cranks. There's no... That's not like a... Oh, Santa Claus is here. It's just a family who's trying to go away for Christmas. That movie's more Christmassy. Jingle All the Way. It's just about looking for a fucking toy. That's World not Christ- a classic. Jingle All the Way is a classic. Oh. It's not a classic. You're like, oh, the classics. The classics that you, what, you personally share. Jingle All the Way Jingle is All the Way is a classic, but Die Hard is not a classic. You're an asshole, and you're being an asshole about it, and I don't like it. How can Die Hard not be a classic? It, but Jingle All the Way <laughs> is a classic. It's Die a, Hard is a classic movie. It is about and Die, on Christmas. It's a Christmas Hard, movie. Die Hard is a classic movie. And it's a Christmas movie. Jingle All the it Way is, is no. a classic Christmas oh, movie. Oh, God, no. Jimmy. <laughs> every time I watch that movie, I just can't. For the life of me, get over that they can't figure out that that's him in the Turbo Man suit. <laughs> that's so, not Arnold. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's so crazy! Wow, this Turbo Man action figure also has an Austrian accent, just like my dad. I'm from the. Uh, what's the, the? I'm from the Mandala effect universe where Shaquille O'Neal played the postman in that movie. <laughs> that's not it. No, yeah, it was. I remember it. No. That's Shaquille O'Neal was the postman. That's not, first of all, that is not what the Mandela effect He's, about. You're uh, telling me that Shaquille O'Neal was not the postman in There is a Man. Mandela effect about Sinbad, but it's about the movie Kazam. Like, it's in Shaquille O'Neal. But, like, you... It's nothing to do with Jingle All the Way. Everyone knows Shaquille O'Neal was Kazam and the Post. No! All the way. <laughs> what are you talking about? And Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Sinbad's fucking awesome, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know. I feel like he's not Have like... you ever seen the movie The Cherokee Kid? No. That's like a classic old 90s Sinbad movie. It's so good. You I should feel check like it out. Sinbad isn't like liked. Like He's very like out of favor. I feel like no one really likes him. I don't know about that. I've only ever seen him in Jingle All the Way, and he's hilarious in that movie. <laughs> like, he's so funny. Like, when he's just going off about his, like, wife as the postman, I, I don't know. It's just funny. It's, he's funny. You should check out the Cherokee Kid. Classic Sinbad movie. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll report back when I watch it. Not It'll a Christmas movie. after the movie. holidays, though. Not a Christmas movie. Die Hard, on the other hand, absolutely a Christmas movie. What's it like knowing you're just being just like the community that, like, you're literally just like the trans community? First of all, I support the trans community. Unless they're telling me what I have to do, like you are. I'm not. I'm telling you, like, the sky is blue. And you're telling me I'm crazy for it. No, 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 no. You're telling me the sky is red. No. And I'm saying, you can have the sky be red for you. Like, don't (laughs) tell me that the sky's red. No, you see, that's not true. You know it's true. No. You said the the (laughs) most guilty phrase of all time. 
Why can't my movie be a Christmas movie? Because it can't. It's not. A, it's just not. You're the one sitting here is like identifying the classics. Fucking Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is a classic, dude. It's not. If you it's look up, okay Christmas if you movie. look up classic Christmas movies, oh, I guarantee you Jingle All the Way is on on the list before Die Hard. Is. Die Hard's on way more lists. I don't know if that's true. The argument's just dumb because it it like. It singles out Die Hard because, for some reason, an action movie can't possibly be completely revolving around the fact that it's Christmas time, and people can't then identify right. with it at Christmas time. This list is gospel. This is Good Housekeeping's 65 Very Best Christmas Movies of All Time. It's ranked. No, it's not ranked. But if Die Hard comes up on this list before... Jingle All the Way. You can win. I want to bet Jingle All the Way is not in the top 50 of all time Christmas movies. Alright. And Die Hard definitely is. Nothing yet. Santa Claus. (laughs) Santa Claus 2. A Christmas Prince. Never heard of it. Almost Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas. See, like, that's not a Christmas movie. I would say that's not a Christmas movie. I watched that, first of all, that movie sucks. Like, I watched it, not a fan. (laughs) Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Not a Christmas movie. A Charlie Brown Christmas. The Family Stone. That doesn't look like a Christmas movie. Black Christmas. That seems racist. You know what one of my favorite Christmas movies is? What's the one with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt the night before? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good, like, that's a good Christmas movie. It's tough to make a modern classic. Hmm. So I gotta be honest. This list sucks. Like, I wouldn't call any of these movies. And you know what? Die Hard's not on this list. Polar Express. There's one. Oh, and the f- jingle all the <laughs> way on the first page. Mm. Oh, there you go. Is Die Hard a Christmas film? We say yes. This action flick about an office Christmas party taken over by terrorists is sure to add a bit of adrenaline to your holiday. Yippee ki yay! It fits in with all the other ones. It has its place, man. Eh. It has its place. It's a Christmas movie. And millions of people around the world every Christmas celebrate by watching Die Hard. And I will be partaking in that tradition. You know what's weird? You know what the other debate is? Like, so Die Hard has been the debate around Christmas. Yeah. There's a Thanksgiving debate, which I don't know if you were privy to it on Twitter around Thanksgiving. But it's been going on for a few years now. Is mac and cheese a Thanksgiving dish? Well, I can't weigh in on that. I don't eat it any time. Most certainly is a Thanksgiving dish. To call it anything other than... Like, it can... Like, you can have mac and cheese all year round. But, like, if it's not on your table at Thanksgiving, I think you're doing Thanksgiving wrong. When did we ever have mac and cheese on our Thanksgiving Correct. We did Thanksgiving wrong for most of my life. No. You know who made an absolutely banging mac and cheese for Christmas? For Thanksgiving? Me. I did. It was amazing. Everyone loved it. Because that's what you're supposed to eat on Thanksgiving. Mac and cheese, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. That's it. 
Did I miss anything? I don't think so. You're being really defensive of mac and cheese. I feel like that's an argument no one's actually having. But Are you kidding me? That's You're just trying to make excuses for why you want mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. No, it was a, for sure an argument. Everyone I think that it. if people have mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, I would say, like, I would raise your standards, but, like, good for you if that's what you eat on Thanksgiving. Raise your standards. If we yeah. want to raise our standards, let's fucking get rid of turkey. There's so many I, better meats you could cook instead of instead of turkey. I don't have a problem with eating turkey the way that people do because I think the turkey is delicious. I think that also the propaganda that says a turkey is somehow like some lesser bird meat is mostly from people who are lazy, don't want to cook it for as long as it requires to cook, and probably you know i think all bird meat is lesser but i'm a red meat kind of guy i'll take a steak over a piece of chicken any day i like man meat all right and that's where we end the podcast (laughs) sal's trans and likes man meat that's what we figured out on this episode um my heart's about to trans is that the end of your is that should i end it I thought we were done. You just went. What the fuck is that? I think you think all your inconsistency things are like funny, like ah. But like it, the listeners must just be like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> Everything's always different. All right, welcome to After Squirt Sports. I don't know what you're talking about. What well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. First of all, we have a sound guy. He does all of our all of our production. Goes What's the sound guy's name? The soundboard, Ralph. I think. I what an know. interesting name to pull as, like, your first name. I feel like the first, like, if you just have to make up a name on the spot. You always go, like, a Chris or, like, a Steve or Ryan. Ralph. It's believable. It's, it's, it's what... Oh, they must really have a sound guy, Ralph. Yeah, of course we got Ralph. Ralph, can you play the, uh, that clip that sounds like an anvil falling on Wiley Coyote? Thanks, Ralph. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so we're this is sports. This is sports. The Dolphins. Dolphins are going. Whoa! To I don't even want to talk. I'm so happy with the Dolphins. We don't even have to talk about them. We won. The yeah. NFL was wild this weekend. I didn't really watch anything. I only watched the Dolphins, and that's all that matters. They're the best team in football over the last four weeks. Their defense is incredible. They should have been playing like this all year, which is infuriating. But see, but here's the it's thing: okay. what we, what no one's mentioned, we can't forget. The best aspects of the team that we improved going into this season were draft picks coming in as rookies, and they're starting to pay off. Phillips and Holland and Waddle, but. You know, seven games isn't a lot of games in the NFL. So, 
But it's a lot of games when you're coming into a season with expectations. But when you gutted your vet core of this That's team, the problem. But it but that decision looks bad when you're one and seven. Yeah. When you're on a little bit of a, of a heater and you're seeing how the young guys are playing, you go, oh, I get what you were going for. But they they really weren't in a position to do what they did. Let's let's look at but it. But it's this. done. Here's my analogy. Let's pretend the Dolphins in the Flores Greer era is a stock. Or a crypto, even. They started out fine when the, at the higher. But then... They absolutely gutted the team, and people were like, "Wow, this team has such low expectations. These people should be arrested for the criminal behavior." They're yeah, that was that was such bullshit. So let's say it was like, boop, 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 then boom, and then a meteoric rise over two over the midpoint of the first season through pretty much the end of the second season until the Bills game where they took a little dip, and Can then I the off season. Yeah, I've used that term before. And I have no idea what it means. What? Meteoric rise. Does it mean... Does a meteor rise? No, like... So, a meteor. Fast. (laughs) Is it like, it's a meteoric rise. Like, woo! (laughs) Or is it like, mediocre? Very just like, non-assuming... it's definitely a meteoric. Because mediocre-ish. So it's fast. It's gotta be like... I... Yeah, it's a... I don't know what... Does anyone really know what that... <laughs> there's, there's people a lot of... say it, and I gotta be honest, they, I don't think they know. No one's ever like... They just say meteoric rise, and I'm like, what does that mean? Does it mean they rose fast, or does it mean they rose slow? No, I just assume it's like, you rise... But see, I think it's weird in the sense that... I understand that meteors are fast, but do they rise at all? No, so they like, fall. Why, yeah, they, they, don't, col- they, they shoot. They go crashing down. Street. I understand. There's a lot of weird idioms that we use that probably aren't accurate. Like people who say bald face lies, it's I think bold. that's wrong. I say bold. It's bold face because you're doing it with a bold face. Or like, man, that's a that's a bold face lie to just like lie to me about something that's like. I, anyway, continue. They dip in the off season, and then they engage in the Deshaun Watson trade rumors, and it really created volatility in their market. Win the Patriot game, lose. More Deshaun Watson. Lose injury to a uh, bottom falls out of the crypto market. Then they just were. Now, these are young players. But Florida's actually, we have to give them credit, can develop young, young talent. Yeah. Just not on the offensive line, apparently. But you do it everywhere else. Because now this defense has come together. Holland and Phillips are key parts of it. And you can see this rise kind of coming back to that baseline I, where they were. I kind of have a theory. Yeah. I think everyone's been wrong. What if before this season, like Greer and Flo are sitting down in a meeting with Ross and they're they're talking about like the plans and they said like, hey, this year is still not like we're not the we're not there yet. Yeah. All the fans think so, all the media's like, hey, are the Dolphins for real? And we're all buying in. I'm like, hey, after last after you win ten games, it's like, now we go. What if they were like We gotta we still will- we have to get there. Yeah. Like, we're going to strip away some vets. We're going to add in all these young talents. And this season it might, might be, be ugly. This season might have some If they were prepared for it, then credit to them. And they, they and the fact that they didn't come out and be like, hey, we knew this. Because if they, because, like, let's be honest. If they were kind of planning for it and they're starting to play this way now, and, like, the plan is always like, no, it's for next year. It's 2022 but is here's the, the year. Thing. Here's where I can't buy that. 
because Flores tried to win every single game, every single week. Like he always of course. did. So you're, but the you point is, like, he wants to be seventeen and up. Yes, but I just mean like, if they were prepared for it to be like, not, uh, not like they might have been prepared for it not to be just like a step up from last year. I think they knowing that they like were gonna go with. I don't think they wanted a to, young rookie safety. But I don't think they ever wanted or expected a seven game losing streak. Of course not. No, why would they want that? So, I'm just saying, like, if they had steal, we've said it a million times. If they had stolen any of those wins where they were close well, and couldn't finish it, spot. your whole season's different. So, you're on the you're at the top of the in the hunt instead of at the bottom. You weren't eliminated from the playoffs in week four. Instead, you could just kind of. Anyway, they go on a run, which Giants, Jets, Saints, the Saints. That game in the early season looked like, oh, it's the Saints, especially with how we were playing. That game now looks like, oh, I'm not going to say it's an easy game. but like, That's four weeks away, though. It's winnable. It's a lot of time. Then you get the Titans, who, if they're still hurt by then, winnable. It's a lot of time. And, he had, and then you could put four the season on the weeks, line in the last week. Four and five weeks, a lot of time for those teams to figure it out. So we have It's to a lot of time for us to figure it out. The Our Giants, offense still sucks. The Giants didn't look great yesterday, even though they won. The Jets... I think we're going 10-7. It just feels like we are. I think we'll get to 7-7. Seven, seven what I'm scared lose. What I'm scared of yeah. is like we get to 9-7 and seven, and... That last game of the season becomes a mirror of last year, and it's like Mac Jones. Everything just happens out. to break our way, and it's like this is a winning in scenario. Well, I like, and then they get fucking blown out by the Pats, and you're like, well, well, that would suck. But ultimately, if they got back to that point, you'd have to be happy that they were able to take the season and get that far, you know. I think at that point you're giving everyone another chance to not blow the season so early and see what happens. Um, any other stuff in the NFL? Yeah, man. Oh, Lamar wait. Jackson and Baker Mayfield both are terrible. I made a huge decision. Oh, cool. Look at the background. Tua! Tua is officially the background on my phone, which, listen... I don't change my, the background on my phone very often. My Why back, would you pick your niece? My background is either uh, like a background that comes with the phone or it's Aaron Judge. If you want to be – or to be fair, Garrett Cole was actually a background for a little bit too. So like, you gotta be a, you got to be an elite player to get my background. Two is my background. I have the picture of A-Rod as a centaur as my background. Do you really? I have to pee. Alright. Um, I'm going to keep rolling here because I'm going to just start venting about the Yankees. Alright, cool. While you pee. Perfect. And by the time you come back, maybe I'll still be going. Sounds good. Alright. Where do we start? I don't know. With this fucking Yankees team. Alright, so it is currently November 29th. It's a Monday. Technically speaking, the free agents... That the Yankees are targeting are all still on the board with Corey Seager, uh, Carlos Correa, and Trevor Story. Marcus Simeon's off the board. 
Now, Marcus Simeon, I'll be honest, I don't think was ever a realistic target for this team. So him being off the board, I don't think is that big of a deal. But the pitchers are going. There, There's only really one big free agent pitcher left, and that's Marcus Stroman, and the Yankees are never going after Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman's never going to be a Yankee, so that ain't happening. You passed on Max Scherzer. You passed on Noah Syndergaard. You passed on Steven Matz. You passed on Robbie Ray. You passed on, on everybody. And that's fine, I, I guess, but I don't know what... I don't know what the plan is from this this front office because teams are spending. Teams are going out there. They're making deals. They're signing players. The league is spending money. Who's not spending money? The New York Yankees. That's who. We're now... Normally, at this time of the year, it's not the worst thing in the world to like be pretty quiet. But when, when the free agent market is as hot as it's ever been and players are signing left and right and left and right... like. Brian Cashman is sitting on his hands. Something needs to be done. You need to make this team better. Because this team isn't good. This team is slow. They're getting old. Our center fielder is out playing in the Dominican right now because he knows he's garbage and the team wanted to move on from him. Now, I Starling Marte. Did I want Starling Marte? Of course I want Starling Marte. Dude's coming off an unbelievable season. He's an athlete, fast, physical specimen, good hitter. Steals bases. No, no, no. Don't worry about him, though. We got Aaron Hicks coming back from another injury. He's not overweight this time. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh, he had a home run off a scrub Dominican pitcher. He's back, baby. He's healthy. Shut the fuck up about Aaron Hicks. God damn it. I'm tired of it. I, I, we need to upgrade. You need to upgrade your center field position. Brett Gardner's probably going to be back somehow. I don't get it. But, like, he's going to be on this team. The only fast guy on the team was Tyler Wade. He's gone. By the way. Miguel Anduar, who's been hurt and missing for years. He's still on this team somehow, but Tyler Wade is gone. What were you going to say? I did a 180. I want Gardner back. No, I don't. I want. I want good players. What if they call up all the young guys? You can win me that way. I could be, I could be one with with young guys, but they're not going to do that. Dominguez, the, the Yankees don't do that. The, kid, the shortstop kid, Volpe and Peraza, bring, bring them both up. It's weird that we now have two shortstops named Peraza. One of them is a scrub twenty-seven-year-old backup shortstop who played for the Mets. The other is a top prospect in baseball. I don't know. I really don't. I just know. That I'm very frustrated with the Yankees. I never thought the Yankees would be the team that gives me the most stomach ache and grief and stress. But the past two seasons have been abysmal with the product that's getting put on the field. And the front office just refuses to make to make moves. They haven't signed the big guy. And I, actually, I, to be fair, that's that's kind of wrong. They did sign Garrett Cole. You just call it abysmal. But it is abysmal. It's so dramatic. It's abysmal. You're the New York fucking Yankees. You haven't been to a World Series since 2009. While your crosstown little brother is signing every goddamn free agent on the market. Yeah, but they suck. They don't suck. They're <coughs> probably going to be better than you. If you well, they've been to the World Series in 2015. Now, like I was saying while you were gone, Carlos Correa 
Corey Seager and Trevor Story. They're all still on the board. So no harm has technically been done. It just looks bad. You have to get one of those guys. They're not going to get one. But I don't think they're going to get one. They're going to get Seager, I think. I don't think they're going to get I think I think they might get the other Seager. Yeah. As like a stop. Yeah. So they're going to get the worst Seager. We did it. They're not going to add anything else Listen, except for Brett Gardner. It's Brett all Gardner about the future, bud. We're bringing up the young guys. Dominguez is playing center field. Like, I just don't think you can go into the season with Gio Urshela. I can. And DJ and Glaber and say, they're all going to be better. I might. I might do it. I don't know. Aaron Hicks, like, he's going to be better. Gary Sanchez, he's going to be better. I feel bad because I want Gary back, but I think they're going to move on from Gary. No, I think they're going to stick with Gary. I think they should stick with Gary. Like, I think who, they should. There's no, this there's is no what, one better. You're this not what, improving. This, this is really what fans don't understand about Gary Sanchez. Is like, <laughs> offensively, you're no not one, getting better. There's no forget offensively, even defensively. He's good. Yeah. Exactly. Who do you want to go get? Like, tell me, tell me the name of the catcher you want. Starting how do we from get this them? team, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Catchers I'll take Gary. Are good. Yeah, please, if you're going to do it, I think the Yankees are going to move on from Gary and then do nothing. They could do that. They just get worse. You could, pull up the, you could call up and the, the kid there, but, like, he's not ready. No one's ready, dude. They said Austin Wells, like, he's a decent hitter who can't catch. Okay. Well, he's going to be worse than Gary Sanchez. Well, people who observe baseball but don't watch, don't understand, is when pitchers are throwing the ball at you 100 miles an hour and everyone's watching and they say, catch that. While Dude, you have all that gear on behind a, I caught a hitter, it's one, so hard. I caught Probably one the hardest game thing ever. in an adult league baseball. It sucks. Dude, I, I was like, Dude, I've never in my life. I give so much credit to anyone who catches. It is impossible. <laughs> it's so and hard. I was catching a dude who throws like 75. Frank, I caught one game. It's impossible. When I was, I th- it was the, when I was on the Padres, so I was 11 years old. So that's not even real baseball yet. And I knew how hard it was because it's just seeing the ball. Not only seeing the ball. Getting your glove in <coughs> position to okay. catch it every Your time. glove. You're giving your pitcher a target, right? Like, let's yeah. say you're setting up low and away. When he throws a fastball because he, cr- he spikes it low and in, you have to get your glove from where it's set up to turned so you can block this ball. You have to get your whole body shifted over. There's no fucking chance. Now, I get it. The professional catchers are good at it. This is what they do. But, like... Not everyone's going to be the best. Correct. So, Gary's okay. But the, the point is, Sal, the Yankees aren't just going to get good by hoping that they're going to get better. Practice more. And that's what's been, like, the past few years. Like, well, we're going to add Garrett Cole. We're not going to really do anything else because we think guys are going to be You're healthy. Gonna get, back. And they're going to get better. That's a that's a problem. I love Sevy. Sevy was cool. Was, I would resign Tanaka. But like, you're just hoping guys get better. No, listen, listen. That's you all were you're hoping doing. last year that Kluber and Tyone were going to be. Good. I disagree with you. It's a lot of hope. You don't win on hope. I disagree with you because last year that's how I felt like it was. But this it year was. is not. It wouldn't be that. This is a different year, different situation. This year, it would be. That's not hope. That's faith. And I like faith. What's faith? It's different from hope. Not having a shortstop? Hope! We have faith that <laughs> air will get this ground ball. No. 
We we have faith that Andrelton Simmons will turn his entire career around and learn to hit. Because we have faith in our system. We have faith in ourselves. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> With their faith just in... I wish Listen, Cashman... it's the Yankees. Correct. It's the fucking Yankees. Exactly. That's what they're saying. They're saying the same thing. It's the fucking Yankees. We're not going to go out there and be reactionary and just sign everyone. That's Listen, what you should do. That's no. what they did in 2009. In 2009, they went, oh, fuck. we got to sign some people. We're not, not. that good. 2009 was, was still the core four, though. They didn't win that World Series because of the core four. It's still Jeets. See, Sabathia pitched like an ace that year. <laughs> like, you need it, Sabathia. Pettit, though. Pettit, Pettit was part of it. Mark Teixeira got, like, major <laughs> infield, like, one of the best infields of all time. Listen, all I'm trying to say is that... And who else was on that infield, Sal? Alex fucking Rodriguez. The roster... him? If we're being fair, the ro- you're not being fair. You called... You I'm said, being fair. No, no, no. You're being emotional and reactionary, which is what Brian Cashman um, will not be. Being fair. You're not being fair. You called the product on the field, what did you say, abysmal? I said it was abysmal. It was yeah. abysmal. That's not fair. That's not being fair. The team last year was abysmal. No, they were and not think, abysmal. And I think that's fair. They're mediocre. They're, they Medi- were, mediocre is not abysmal. They were abysmal. No. For New York Yankee that's standards, okay. outside of Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, the team was abysmal. I understand what you're if saying. You took, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, I understand. What, you're, but what I'm saying is, take Aaron Judge. Cashman can't evaluate the team like that. Yes, he can. No, he can't. You can't do it. Your star, you have young contracts. Prospect, your star, young prospect that you you want it so badly is a fucking drunk who sucks. <laughs> He's drunk. We don't Remember know that for sure. Allegedly, sucks. someone alleged that. So like, you're going into this season, and you're gonna you're. Your He's plan, a much better second baseman. Your plan is like Gla- second base. Glaber Torres isn't gonna suck. Second base, Glaber Torres is really good. Your plan is like He's an all star. Aaron Hicks isn't gonna suck or get hurt. Aaron Hicks was good. You know, I'm the big Joey Hicks Gallo fan. is not gonna hit two hundred. Dude, I'm excited to see Joey Gallo for a full year. I'm not. Get the fuck out of here. No, come on. I'm I'm excited. All right, I'm excited for Joey Gallo. If you add other pieces that make this team better, you do. If you're gonna. Who'd they add? They didn't add anybody yet. Yeah, you just named it. Hicks is going to come back. That's not adding. You're going to get Glaber. He's going to be at second base, so that's good Glaber. You have... Who's play shortstop? Well, we got to figure that is out. Is it going to be in Jolton Simmons? That's what we're trying to figure out. I like in Jolton Simmons. That would be so good. That's, Frankie, to be fair, that's really what the Yankees actually do fucking need. They need someone who's not going to make 33 errors at shortstop. Get Carlos Correa! He's a gold glove shortstop. I understand He's that. He's phenomenal. Listen, he doesn't make I, errors. I agree with He's that. He's like argument. the best defensive shortstop. No, I agree with that. Okay, argument. Andrew Simmons is really good defensively too, but he can't hit. But but if the Yankees listen, the Yankees don't need to score more runs at the end of the day. They need to generally play better baseball. They need to be faster and smarter. You need to have and play team, better need, defense. You need a team that can run the bases and play better defense. You have no one. Andrew right. Simmons is a good base runner. He's slow. But he's smart. Jordan Simmons is slow. He's like, good on the base. He's not fast. He's quick. He's he's moderately. He's not fast. He's not slow. So you have, he's you're slow fastest, for his frame. You expect him to be a little fast. Your fastest player is somehow Joey Gallo. That's a problem. Brett Gardner is going to be fast. Brett Gardner's 40. He's not under contract. I don't want my 40-year-old to be fast. I want my 
young athletic shortstop to be fast. But my young athletic shortstop is drunk and now has to play second He's base because he can't he play might shortstop. Be. I alleged once, he and was. he forgot how to hit the ball. Not a shortstop. I mean, not a second base. He forgot a shortstop. DJ Lemayu. DJ should play is good, short. but like. They He's want not, DJ to go back to the way he was before, and that might happen. Where's he playing? Because he can't play second base now. Oh, God. Because Glaber has to be there, because Glaber <laughs> can't handle shortstop. So DJ's <laughs> what? Your first baseman? Is DJ your everyday first baseman? He's not that good as I'm a first ca- baseman. Here's what I'm doing. Or does he play third? I think Cashman's on the phone with the A's and the Reds right now. He's trying to get his first baseman of the future, who's a lefty. I think that's what this team needs. Who's, who's he talking to on the Reds? My boy, yeah, end his career where he belongs, where he should have been 10 years ago, in the fucking Bronx. Trade for one of those guys. Why do you think Joey Votto retired? Did he retire? No. He could play play 81 games at first base and DH the rest of the time. All of my eggs are in the Matt Olsen basket. They might sign Freddie Freeman. They ain't gonna sign. It'd be awesome. I would. If I'm Cashman, I'm like, fuck, fuck. Rizzo, give me Freddie Freeman. You're not getting any of them. I think they're going to stick with Voight. I think Voight's your first baseman. They have so many pieces to trade too. Like don't they don't want to rush this. You're really the Mets went out there and spent trade. They people are going to want. I'm telling you, Gary Sanchez. People want him now. Gary Sanchez and Luke Voight have no value. Luke Voight has value. No, he doesn't. Glaber Torres has value. No, he doesn't. You're out of your mind. None of the play like I think you're out of your mind. You're not plugged into the fact like you're in Yankee World where it's like these guys are. Yeah, I think you're in Yankee World. No, no, no. You're in Yankee World. You're like these guys have so much. Everyone wants Gary Sanchez. No one wants <laughs> Gary Sanchez. No one wants Luke Voigt. People would take a flyer on Luke Voigt, yes. but you got to pair him with like a top prospect. No, no you're wrong. You're Who wrong. are you trading Luke Voigt for? Maybe like a. Uh, it's gonna be a package deal for a good young pitcher. Probably you're not getting a good young pitcher for Luke Voigt. I think you are. I think you're get. I think with contracts, that's why I think we're getting Joey. Luke Votto Voigt from just the missed Reds. the whole season. You could send here's. You could send Glaber Torres to the Reds tomorrow. I guarantee you they'd eat him up. He'd be the biggest star the Reds ever had. The number. You're, the so what's the trade? You're trading a young, controllable Glaber Torres yes. straight up for Joey Votto. No. Joey Votto and uh, one of those pitchers that they got over there that I like. Uh, okay, well, now you're going to have to throw in pieces because they're going to tell you, yeah. we don't think Glaber Torres is that good. It's like, I want Jane, I want uh, Anthony Volpe. No. And you're going to go, you're well, we can't drugs. have Volpe. You're on drugs. Here. You're on drugs. You're doing the classic <laughs> Yankee thing. It's like, we'll throw in Anduar no. and Clint Frazier, even though he's not even a Yankee anymore. We send them. Listen. I think the baseball world has evolved like and the Yankees haven't. Listen, I... I don't see why you're so upset. We consistently put a winning product on the field. We're gonna get. They're to not the win- win- It's not a winning. We're gonna product. get to the series. It's not a winning product. Derek Jeter would tell you this has been a losing product for the last eleven years. I mean, who's he to talk? Have you seen the Marlins? The Marlins are getting better. The Marlins. The Yankees are way better than the Marlins, Frank. Talk to me in in April, and I will. I in April once all the trades happen, all the signings are done. I will make a declaration that maybe the Marlins may be better than the Yankees. I won't say it now, <laughs> but maybe. Like, the Marlins have better pitching. All I'm saying, my argument is, the Yankees' current roster isn't as bad as you're saying. And it doesn't need... 
necessarily to add someone like Correa. As cool as it would be, it's not necessarily what right, it means to Let's say you add it. Simmons. So your team is set. I would say to Aaron Judge, like, dude, if we're going to win, it's going to go through you. Lead this team to victory. And he can do it. He just played like an MVP. Alongside John Carlos Stanton, who played a little bit below MVP. And they barely got anywhere. But they didn't have Hicks. With a pitching staff that pitched better than anyone was expecting. That just added Severino. Because they couldn't hit. They can't hit. They They're can't score hit. runs. They're going to hit. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is this conversation? <laughs> Did we not watch the same team last year? They can't hit the ball. Yeah, but they, they will. two players They who can, can hit the ball. actually hit the ball. They just didn't as well as they should have. I'll agree with you. Glaber at shortstop can't hit. I'll agree with you that DJ and Geo had down years. But if my faith proves to be misguided at the end of next year, everyone's going to get fired. And I'm okay with that. In my mind, I think they're getting fired. I think everyone's fucking fired at the end of next year. Why? Why would they be fired next year? If it's not good? Yeah. No, because it's unacceptable. Why Why is it unacceptable <laughs> next year, but not this year? Well, I mean, it's they they were still all right. All right, I'm done. I'm, I can't even have this conversation. It's fucking retarded. I'm not doing it. You can't fire them. They made the playoffs, kind of. No, they didn't. They made the stupid one uh, and got th- fucking trounced. It's playoffs, though. It's not. It's not the playoffs. They have, we have to count it. No, That's don't. like a Habsies. That's why they get one more year.
I just the floor is yours. They re- they rename COVID every six months, and people act like well now it's moronic. They act like this is that this is something we should care about. Ah shit! No. Does that work? Maybe. Yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> they rename COVID, and then it becomes a nightmare again. I and mean, I don't get it. I just want it to. I just want people to look at the world and understand that it's not ending. It will if you keep doing what you're doing. Like, why have we handed over control of our public policy to literal mad scientists and corporations that are always capitalistically greedy? I just think it's weird that, like, we've been in this position for two years now. We know what works and doesn't work. Well, actually, that's not true. We don't really know what works. We know it doesn't work, though. (laughs) Masking, social distancing, lockdowns, none of that worked. So every time there's this new variant scare that we have to drum up, it's just the same shit harder. Like, okay. We gotta lock down. We gotta put masks on. We gotta stay apart. It's like this shit didn't work in the first place. What makes you think it's gonna work now against a strain that's more transmissible, apparently? And I don't even know if I believe that. Of course, and if I don't it's more that. transmissible, you know whose fault it isn't? The unvaxxed. Like, it's- we found four cases in some part of South Africa. South Africa, the country? No, it's just Southern Africa. <laughs> what are we doing? These are people, first of all, are they still doing the PCR tests? That we know, like how are they testing for this virus? Well, apparently the vi- the the new strain was yes. discovered in South Africa. I thought it was meaning it, I meaning yes. it was scientists in South Africa that was that were looking at was like looking at COVID. And they're like, hey, look, there's a, this is actually a different strain. So like the cases weren't necessarily in South Africa. It was just the scientists just so, like they, they claim that like. It's probably already in England and may have even started there. But the point is, is like, that's why the whole Delta, like, no one, remember, remember when Delta became a thing. Delta was a thing for about a month when everyone kept saying Delta, 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 Delta. And then after about the month wore off about Delta, it was just back to just COVID. This is going to be the same thing. We're going to talk about this strain for a month and then we're going to stop caring, but we're still going to care about COVID. So then it's just all about COVID and it's. It's really crazy, like, that we're just, like, people just continually are just lambasted for just trying to live a normal life. And I really think it's it's such a small fringe percentage of people that care about COVID. Like, you watch what happened on Saturday at the Ohio State-Michigan game? No. None of those people give a fuck about COVID. <laughs> and they shouldn't. Because, like... I mean, we've been to large gatherings. No one yeah, cares. Like, at this point, the only people who care are weirdos on Twitter. And I, so I don't really think it's real. Like, it's all this made-up drama. But in then your I've normal been around- life, in your normal life, even going out into the world, like, okay, you might see the occasional person in their car alone with a mask on. Even those people probably don't care that much. But then again, I'm, I've been around COVID. I've been around COVID vaccinated people 
who are who feel symptomatic, who feel free to just move about. Well, that was okay. The only thing I've liked about COVID is like there used to be this thing of like if you didn't feel well, but you felt okay, you should still go to work, you should still do things. I always thought that was kind of stupid. Like, and then COVID was like, hey, if you feel anything, you stay home. I thought that was cool. I was like, hey, yeah. But what the vaccine did was like, hey, here's a vaccine. It's actually not going to do anything other than like if you get it, you might not end up in the hospital, which you you already probably weren't going to end up in the hospital without it. But now with it, it's about the same. It doesn't really change anything. You can still catch it. You can still give it. So I I really don't understand what the like but that's a that's a different conversation. But anyway, so those people who are vaccinated now don't understand that. Like I really don't think that they understand because they see it all the time online. All these people who push for the vaccine. They don't understand that that they not only can catch it but spread it. So then they get the vaccine. And then they start to not feel great. Maybe they have, like, they're like, eh, it's probably just a cold. And then they go out and do stuff. And it's like, well, how do you know it's not COVID, Mr. Vaccine? <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just crazy times. And I got to be honest. I think it's, I think it's almost over. It felt um, over, like, I think I posted the day they came out with the name of the next variant and all the headlines ran, like, there's a new COVID variant! Don't forget how scary this is! No I think I said that day, I was like, COVID's not only been over, it was never a thing. You all made it a thing, it was never a thing. And by never a thing, I'm not saying, like, it doesn't exist or people didn't die or it wasn't really terrible for a certain nurse who's like, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. All I'm saying is... The hysteria around it was unnecessary. The fear monger campaign was deliberate, and it ushered in a wealth transfer f- that we've se- that we didn't see and ha- we haven't seen since the last great wealth transfer, which was only two thousand eight. So, I mean, when they- are we going to wise up to the game? When are we going to wise up to the game? I'm going to ah ah like. Do you understand? No, listen, listen. Do you understand that Ted Krasinski was right? That like all we're doing is proving that the Unabomber was a fucking deranged genius because we embarrass ourselves with how stupid we are? But it's Can not, we wise up? It's not our fault. No. It's really not. No. Like, <laughs> the, the system is designed to, to, to do what it does. Yes, it's good at it. So, but where I think the flaw is is COVID. Like, COVID is the greatest... Like, you could write books on COVID. Not, oh, well, they already are. But not like that. Not those kind of books. Like, COVID was built... In a lab by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Was it was it released and became a thing specifically to stop Donald Trump? Probably. Like, Probably. I, really, I really think so. That's where I fall. No, I would say... But... Could have been. If it was, they saw, wow, look how much power we, we have from this. They don't want to let that go. They're never going to let it go. But guess what? Guess who doesn't want your fucking power? The people. The people are like, we're done with this. Like, we're so done. I don't know if The enough. fucking drones on Twitter aren't people. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, they're really not. Twitter is done. Like, that place is a fucking cesspool of just moronic children. And if you're not using it at this point only for sports, I think you're an idiot. And I fall into the trap every day. So I'm also an idiot. But, like... It's not real. Like, it's not real life. I truly, every day, go to the grocery store, the gym. No one gives a fuck. People are just out living their life. 
Whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, all they care about is themselves, and they don't care. Amen. That's all I want to say about COVID in the entire podcast. This isn't even part of the podcast. We won't put this in, so. All right. All right.